Philippians chapter number 4. That's Philippians chapter 4. Hallelujah. I want to say I really appreciate your support and uh, of this ministry uh, in 2019 and um, and your being here and being faithful I really appreciate that and just pray that God bless you for your faithfulness hallelujah in 2020 Philippians chapter 4 verse number 8 you got it all right you got two people that's got it I'll wait just a little bit longer Hallelujah. It's been a good year. Hope everybody had a good Christmas holiday. And uh, uh, we are, uh, we are, I've seen something posted on Facebook uh, here today or yesterday or something. And it had the, it had the old stallion that was rearing up. And it was just beautiful horse. You could tell it was, you know, worked out. It was it was in in shape and everything was great, and then it 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 had the uh, uh, I think it was um, December twenty fourth or something like that. And then it had December thirtieth, and it and it was a huge horse, just out of shape horse rearing up to you. I thought that's about like me right now. So uh, during this holiday season, uh, I tell you what, you got to watch yourself, everybody. That's the reason why everybody feels like they need to go on a diet on January first, I guess. Now do you have it? I'll quit mumbling if everybody's got it. You guys got it? Okay. Philippians chapter number 4, verse number 8. The Bible says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. Now listen to this. You ready? If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. All right, so I want to uh, today kind of break down just a small portion of this verse. Uh, I want to I look at, this is a pretty well-known verse, and we've really uh, delved into the front part of it a lot, uh, but the last part of it I think we uh, really haven't, uh, at least at, at this specific word or phrase, really haven't broke it down. Uh, but I want to break down this small part of this verse to give us a better understanding of an extremely part, of, uh, extremely important part of this scripture. And I think that this is priority in order for us to be able to understand what this means. And this is a doctrinal scripture. Amen? It's talking about our minds. And there's a battle there in our minds. And so uh, part of this uh, doctrinal scripture I think it just kind of gets skipped by and, and not really understood. So today, I want to kind of break it down uh, to give us a better understanding of it here tonight. Dear Lord, we love you. We're grateful for this opportunity to be in your house. We pray, God, that you'd bless the teaching here tonight. God, help us to be receptive of this teaching. And God, continue to bless us, keep us safe as some of us are still traveling and uh, over this Christmas season. But God, I'm so grateful for every person that's here tonight. And just pray, God, that you would, that you would teach us uh, your word here tonight, God. We love you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, 
Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. For the rest, brethren, this is uh, my, my favorite amplified version that explains it so well so many times. What's, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable and seemingly whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is any worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your mind on them. Isn't that good? So we see here the Bible goes into detail about things that are true and and goes through all these things. But there's one part in here that I think that we need to grasp and kind of wrap our mind around. I want you to to, to be thinking of this word here tonight that we're going to speak about because it's also in other parts of the Scripture. And I think that it's important for us to understand, especially if we're going to win the battle of the mind. The Bible goes through all of these things and then he says, if there be any, everybody say virtue, Okay. If there be any virtue, all right, so basically today I want to talk about virtue, all right? The, the, the sermon title is Striving for Excellence. That's basically what virtue can be broken down to, to, uh, uh, to uh, defined as. The part of this verse that we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna start out our thread here is, if there be any virtue, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 says, and beside this giving all diligence, listen, add to your faith, virtue. Add to your faith, virtue. Alright? And he goes on to say, and to virtue, knowledge. And I believe that this is vital for us to understand the progression of this verse in First Peter, okay? I'm sorry, Second Peter. Besides this, giving all diligence... All right, that means we're, we're, we're trying our best to what? Add to your faith. So we see that when the Bible talks about our faith, that he's talking about our salvation. All right, when we're, he's not talking about going and touching somebody and healing somebody in this specific verse. All right, what he's talking about in this specific verse is that our faith, our coming into the body of Christ, our salvation. So we see first, number one, the salvation or the faith, but he says, add to your faith virtue. Now, what is virtue? We see virtue, Strong's, uh, in, in this scripture says that a virtuous course of thought, feeling, and action. Virtue, or everybody listen to this, you ready? Moral goodness. Isn't that good? Any particular moral excellence as modesty, purity. All right, particular Moral excellence, moral goodness. So if we could define what this word virtue means when he says first get saved and when you get saved, add to your salvation by adding virtue. What he means is that add to your salvation moral goodness and moral excellence. Add to it these things. And then he goes on to say, and to virtue, knowledge. All right? So what are you saying, Brother Jared? I'm telling you that 
that this scripture in 2 Peter shows us that you must first get saved. After you get saved, then there needs to be that desire for what? To be morally excellent. All right, that is the opposite of trying to get away with what you can. Amen? That's the opposite of, of, you know, living life on the edge. All right, he's saying to be morally excellent. Take a look at our lives and make sure that we're living the way that we need to live in every area. And we'll get into a little bit of what that means in the different area of how sin comes to us a little bit later on. But I want you to know that salvation and then virtue. And then he goes on to say, after you are morally trying to live morally excellent and you're living by values, biblical values, and you're trying to do, then he says, add to that knowledge. In other words, that the moral excellence comes with that knowledge. So that's the reason why that it's vital for us to get into the Word of God, to figure it out for ourselves, to find out what God likes and what God doesn't like, and begin to, with our virtue, begin to live out that knowledge day by day. Isn't that awesome? So 2 Peter lets us know, we know what virtue is now. It's living that moral goodness and that moral excellence, striving. I remember what Dad used to talk about. He had a, he had a uh, theme uh, or a motto, and it was uh, uh, lifting the standard, scaling new heights, striving for excellence in Jesus Christ. Striving for excellence. What is that? That's virtue. I'm striving for excellence. I'm living that moral goodness and moral excellence. And I gain in living that moral excellence. And that I, 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 I have such a desire because of that virtue that I'm adding to it knowledge. So that way I can, what, live more excellent and morally good. Amen? All right. And this is all through the Bible. And I know that, that matter of fact, here just the other day, I heard Matt Chandler was, was uh, uh, arguing with a, another well-known guy that I won't mention. But basically telling the guy, listen, it's great to get, him, to get people saved. But you also need to understand that you need to teach them Christian living after that. All right? You need to disciple them. After that, they're saved. All right? So it's not just, you know, it's not just about getting somebody to, to, to pray through, but it's about discipling them into knowledge so that they can know how to live and be a representative of Jesus Christ in the way that they need to. Amen? All right, so that's what it's all about. So virtue is what's going to drive us to uh, that, that uh, uh, moral excellence and moral goodness. All right, so what, what, what can we say about virtue? Living a virtuous life is simply winning the battle in the mind and acting it out with, action, or with the actions from the heart. Isn't that good? All right, let me, let me read that one more time. Living a virtuous life is simply winning the battle in the mind and acting it out with the actions from the heart. All right, so let's take a look at that mind because we understand that that virtue is tied in. He says, think on these things. Virtue is tied in with what we think. It's tied in with how our mind is working. The, The battles that we win and lose in the mind. So there is, what we need to understand is that when we're saved, our our spirits are saved. But our minds, one person said that your mind is the devil's playground. 
you know that sometimes you can't, you can't determine what's going to pop into your mind. You know, everybody in here has probably thought something sometime, you just pop in your mind, and it's just something so, so out there, you know what I'm saying? You're just thinking, what in the world, where did that come from? Anybody ever walk through, walk through uh, 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 Walmart or walk through whatever, and all of a sudden you just, you get this song in your mind, like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make everyone mad at me here tonight, are you ready? The song that never ends. This is the song that never ends. Yes, it goes on and on, my friend. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was, and they'll continue singing it together just because this is the song that never And you continually go over and over and over. If it was up to me, Brother Colby, I would forget that song for the rest of my life. Because once you think about it, it's just on your mind, man. It's one of those old tunes. All right? What are you saying, Brother Jared? I'm telling you that there, that, that there are things that come into your mind that you cannot help that come into your mind. But you can help what stays in there. Amen? So I think it's important for us to understand that what comes into our members is a lot what we allow to come into our members. And that's the reason why that, that the, the writer here puts an emphasis on thinking of the things that are good and pure and, and, and honest and are just and, and uh, you know, are, are lovely. Good report. All these things he's telling us, he's telling us, feed your mind the things that are good. Amen? And if you do that, then those things that are good, it won't be such a battle in your mind. But there is a pull in the mind. James chapter 1, verse 14 says, But every man is tempted, listen, he's drawn away of his own lusts and enticed. There's a pull to that mind. Now, a virtuous person who's trying to live morally excellent will not allow his mind to continue to go down that road. What does Jesus say about adultery? He said, if a man thinks upon it. How's that scripture go? It's a lust after her in his heart. So if he, if he allows it to come into his mind and then get into his heart, you see what I'm saying? That's the way that it works. That's the reason why the Bible brings every thought into captivity. Every thought into captivity. All right? It's, it may enter in there, but when it enters in there, it doesn't have to stay in there. Amen? We can bring that thought into captivity. All right. So, there is a pull to that mind. Now, I, wanna, I, want, you to, I want you to see here, with virtue, okay, I'm trying to live morally right I'm trying to live morally excellent. What is the battle of that? We know that there's a battle of the mind. There are three avenues of sin that work against us living a virtuous life. They're, they're talked about in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, listen to this, you ready? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes... And the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So there's a pull uh, uh, from this world in three different ways. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Titus gives, an ex gives us examples 
are, are an example of a young man striving for moral excellence in virtue when it's coming to this to one of these areas. All right, now listen. Some of you guys, some of you young men, if you've if I've talked to you at all about you know about you know trying to, to live a good moral life and trying to be, I always mention the 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 Titus two man. All right, some of you guys, if I ask for you to raise your hand, some of you guys would raise your hand and say, I've heard that before. The Titus 2 man. What is the Titus 2 man? Titus chapter 2, verse number 6 says, Young men, likewise, exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself, listen to this, a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech, that cannot be condemned, that he that is of a contrary part may be ashamed. Listen, having no evil thing to say of you. Isn't that awesome? You know what that's saying? That's saying that the enemy, there's a pull for you. Uh, there's, there's, the, the enemy's trying to, to, to get you to backslide. The enemy, young man, the enemy's going to do everything that he can at your age to try to keep you from being what you need to be because he sees what you can be later on in life. So he's going to try to do that at a young age. So the Bible says here, do all of these things. Try to be morally complete, morally good, morally excellent. So that way you're not giving evil anything to say against you. That way you're not doing what? You're not giving any ammunition to the enemy. Isn't that awesome? You're not giving any ammunition to the enemy. So what are you saying, Brother Jared? I'm telling you today, there's a pool for the, from the enemy trying to get you, trying to mess up your morals, trying to mess up your values. They don't want you to be excellent. All right, But I want to encourage you here today. Have that spirit of excellence about you. I want to be morally excellent. I want to be morally good. So we find that in the young man. Then we also find in Job chapter 31, Job gives us an example of virtue or moral excellence with the eyes. He said, I made a covenant with mine eyes. Why then should I look upon a maid? All right, he's made a covenant with his eyes. Why? Because that is a pull from the enemy. We just now read that where the Bible says that the lust of the flesh, the lust of what? The eyes and the pride of life. Now we can go into the pride of life and talk about many different scriptures. Matter of fact, we can just park ourselves in Proverbs and talk about being a humble person and how important it is to be humble. I was reading uh, Proverbs chapter 30 the other day to my wife and, uh, and, and just literally started out there as being, you know, hey, not 31. I wasn't reading Proverbs 31 to my wife, okay? But Proverbs 30, all right? So, you know, when you, when you take a look at that, he's saying, he's looking, he's saying, you know what? He said, I'm, you know, I, I'm the least a person that I should even be, you know, uh, uh, writing anything about wisdom. He entered into that chapter low, and he had some pretty high things to say. You see what I'm saying? The pride of life. The, the, so, so, so when we're looking at virtue, we're fighting against these things. We're fighting against these things that are trying to pull us away from our excellence in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You know where the Bible talks about being a peculiar people? Set apart for a purpose? Do you know he uses the same word, that virtuous, that, that, that we just read? Uh, 
here in Philippians, that same word is used over in that, in that scripture. What, are you, what, what, what is he wanting for his people? He's wanting for us to strive for moral excellence. I want you to understand virtue is valuable to you. It's important. So what does he say? He says, think about, let all these things come to that mind. That mind is the battleground. If there be any virtue, or if there's anything worth fighting for, think on these things. Strive for excellence. Strive for excellence. Hallelujah. So, we see these different examples here that are telling us ways to fight and people that fought against the things that this world is trying to pull us uh, into from the pride of life, so the life, the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh. All these things the world trying to pull us. But people in the Bible and examples in the Bible that used virtue and stood for excellence, moral excellence and values in their lives. And they were able to do so. Stood up and said, you know what? I'm not going to be satisfied just being like everybody else. I'm going to do whatever it takes to be the best that I can be for God. And I think that that's, if we could break it down, that's what, it's, that's what it is. Virtue, that desire for excellence, moral excellence in our lives. It does matter how you live. Hallelujah. I know, I know that there's a doctrine out there that's telling us that it doesn't matter what you do. You just, you know, you just, you know, just, just uh, ask for forgiveness and, and, then, and then lean on God's love. You know? And I understand that God is love, but I also understand that He's just. And I also understand that the church is, a, is the vehicle, it's a representation of Jesus Christ. God, help us to represent Him. Yes the way that we need to. Amen? So I don't know about you, but I want to strive for moral excellence. I want to strive for moral goodness. Hallelujah. I want to, I desire values in my life. And I believe that the Bible lets us know in 2 Peter here that we need to get saved. Then we need to strive to be morally what we need to be. Strive for excellence in our daily walk with God. And then we need to continue to grab up all the knowledge that we can to better ourselves. Amen. Hallelujah. That virtue is going to be the vehicle that gets you there. So I want to end off with just a few things here. We should strive for virtue in every area of our lives. The eyes, the heart, and our self-image should be what it needs to be. Three questions to leave you with here tonight. Number one, am I striving each day to live a godly and morally pure life? Am I striving each day to live a godly and morally pure life? God help us to have that desire to want to please Him. I'm going to tell you something. Wherever we're working, it's easy to pad the, the, the hours, isn't it? You need a little extra. Didn't, didn't have the, the hours to, to, to put in there, but you worked hard 
So you just pad the morally excellent. A person who has virtue and who's striving for excellence won't pad the hours. Amen? Why? Because you're trying to live morally excellent. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's your desire. I'm not going to... I'm not going to uh, take any chances. Are you, are you trying day by day to live godly, pure, morally pure life? Number two, how can I display God's moral excellence each day? How can I put on display God's moral excellence each day? God help us for people that are around us to be able to see that we have values. Amen. To be able to look at us throughout a week or two and to know this man's a Christian. This woman's a woman of God. There's something different about this person. There's something different about this person has value. This person, you see what I'm saying? God help us to be displaying that each day. Ask yourself that. How can I do this at my job? How can I do this wherever I'm going? How can I display moral excellence? And then the third and last question here. Am I allowing unvirtuous thoughts into my mind, heart, or self-image? In other words, whenever I'm answering the question, or I'm, 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 whenever it comes to the world's pull, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, Am I allowing unvirtuous thoughts into my mind, into my heart, or into my self-image? Am I, am I being lifted up in myself, being prideful? God, help us here today to guard our mind, to guard our heart. Help us, Lord, here today to live a virtuous life. Hallelujah. If there's any, if there's any areas in your life that you can look over here today and say there are places in my life that I am allowing thoughts and different things to come into then let's think about maybe changing some stuff up in this new year amen say brother Jared whenever I look back at at 2019 I can't say that I was morally excellent I I, I understand you're going to make mistakes but I don't think that we need to continue making the same ones amen we need to learn from them and we need to seek the help that we need. So if, you, if you've had an area in life, in your life, where you say, Brother Jared, you know, I'm, I haven't been morally excellent in that area. I want to encourage you here today. Change some stuff up. If there's, if there's things that are feeding that in your home, you know, in your room, wherever it is, change some stuff up. Do whatever it takes to live a virtuous life. A morally good, morally excellent life. Amen? Hallelujah. So, those three questions to think about, to answer here today. Am I striving each day to live a godly and morally pure life? How can I display God's moral excellence each day? How or am I allowing unvirtuous thoughts? What are the avenues that they're coming into my mind, my heart, and my self-image? What are they coming in? Let me, let's put a guard on that. Let's put a block on that. Amen. Let's seek help 
and get the help that we need in order for in 2020 to live a morally excellent life. Amen. If there be any virtue, if there be any virtue, if anyone is striving for excellence, amen, is there anyone here that's striving for moral excellence, striving for excellence in your life that people can look and say, now there's a Christian. Hallelujah. If there's anyone here, oh, then, then win the battles of the mind. Win the battles uh, of the flesh. Win the battles. Don't allow pride to creep up. Amen. Faith, salvation works into moral excellence. Works into knowledge to help you to build on that foundation. Amen. Glory to God. Let's stand here tonight. Thank you for listening to me. I know we had a, 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 a kind of a shorter service here today. And uh, I figured everybody's a little bit tired over the, over the uh, Christmas break. If you're anything like me, you were working on late here the other night on putting toys together and, you know, all that sort of thing. And uh, I was putting some Barbie doll houses together. <laughs> I'm just teasing with you, but I know that it's uh, I know that it's a uh, it's a, a time here where everybody's a little bit tired. So we're just gonna go ahead and pray and be dismissed. Remember, being back here on Sunday morning, expecting the Lord to move in our Sunday a.m. and p.m. service. And please, a week from Sunday, try to be here as we cast this vision for 2020. Hallelujah, Brother Davis. Why don't you dismiss us in prayer?